Hi everybody, and welcome back to London again. This is Zillennial Canon. <laughs> I'm Kira. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, Why are we British again, Adam? Well, okay, so we, we thought that we were going to do a doubleheader of sports movies, but it turns out we did a doubleheader of British movies, which uh, I think that's a good subversion. Because um, uh, I did not go with my pick uh, that I teased last week, but I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. I guess I choose it at some point this year, which I, I maybe, uh, yeah. but it's also a very bad movie. So I, I just didn't feel like uh, submitting myself to that said bad movie. Um, so, uh, yeah, Peter Pan, 2003, <laughs> uh, directed by what's this fucking guy's name? PJ Hogan. Um, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan directed this movie. Um <laughs> Yeah, Kira was grilling me a little bit before we recorded about why I chose this movie. And I the, the the real answer here is the fact that I had such a bad time looking at the poll list last night and just mm-hmm. absolutely not wanting to watch anything that I was looking at. Um mm-hmm. and I but then I scrolled past this and this movie has been on my mind a little bit recently. Um mm-hmm. Not just because there's a new Peter Pan movie coming out. Uh, it, I believe mm-hmm. this is posted on Friday, so as of today, it'll be on Disney Plus. Um, I've seen it; it's pretty With good. Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Law's Captain. Is he Hook. the hottest Captain Hook? Probably. Not based off the one that we're talking about today. I would say no. Um, mm. And um, uh, and uh, Jim Gaffigan is me, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cute. Um, but yeah, so that's a that's out today. I liked it enough. It was it was cute. Um, but there's something about this movie that has always sort of been in the back of my mind. I've always kind of wanted to rewatch it because mm-hmm. uh, it's always like anytime I think about Peter Pan, which is not very often, but sometimes it pops up, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, oh wait, there's that movie that I saw <laughs> when I was six, and a few times after that. And definitely got the DVD from Target and uh, was in my mom's like DVD case for like ever. Um, and yeah, I just I think, you know, with the circumstance of the movie coming out this week and it being on my mind and I just really didn't want to watch anything else. I was like, you know what? Let's do it, because what else am I going to pick this movie? And uh, I mean, did, is this your first time watching it? No, so. I don't I've seen this movie I could not tell you where I just have a very vivid memory of being at like a distant cousin's house for like a holiday and we were like in the basement and I was like hanging out doing something else and this was just playing on a TV but I recognized the movie when it was on the TV so I've definitely seen it before You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is that type of movie for me. Like, it's never on TV. I didn't have the DVD. I didn't have the VHS. This is just something that's always, like, playing on, like, this weird kid's TV when you're, like, somewhere. Or, like, at, like, a doctor's office or something. Not even a doctor's office. Just, like, a weird cousin's house. It's always playing on the TV. (laughs) I, um... The only channel like quote unquote channel that I remember this playing on was stars. Yes. This is a stars movie. Well, cause it, it was Sony. 
uh, oh. well, Sony Universal. So, and Sony was uh, Stars. So it made sense that it was on there. Um, but yeah, this was a joint production with Universal and Sony, or uh, rather Columbia Pictures. I don't really know the difference between the two, to be honest. But um, uh, so yeah, I it's not one that I saw in theaters because I very distinctly remember this coming out in like late 2003 and i mm-hmm. remember it being really packed it was uh it came out against haunted mansion um cat in the hat elf and looney tunes back in action Insane. which and that's not even counting fucking lord of the rings uh so like this movie completely bombed a box office stood no chance and i think um the decision to release it against all those movies is like insane to me that's like just that that's awful i i feel so mm-hmm. bad for this movie um uh but yeah it's not one that i was able to see in theaters um although i remember all like watching the teaser trailer for it mm-hmm. and like where it this teaser just like opens with like him going to like wendy's room and like you know the scene where he's like whispering like about like what happens if they fly away together Mm-hmm. And then, like, it ends with them, like, flying away, and you just see shots of Hook, and you see, like, just, like, back, sh- like, you see the back of Hook, and you see the back of Smee, and you just see the ship flying, and, like, I remember, and then you see the alligator, and you hear the ticking, and I'm like, oh, my God, this looks cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even as a kid. Um, but, yeah, it's one that I saw for the first time on DVD, and I remember, like, the first time I watched it, I had, like, a very emotional experience with it <laughs> like i just remember being like very i don't even think i could put it to words as a kid i just remember being like affected by it because uh, i had seen the original peter pan and i saw return to neverland in theaters so like i was very familiar with peter pan mm-hmm. as a kid um but there was something about like the way this one like i mean maybe it's just thing in life in live action i don't know but like as a kid like seeing like Peter Pan like bleeding and like all that stuff and like Captain Hook's kind of scary in this one and like I don't know it just like I remember like I don't know if I cried but I remember just being like very like shaken by it <laughs> which like in retrospect is kind of funny but um I don't know but there's also like going back to what I've said in previous pods about like me and horror movies as a kid I was very drawn to shit that creeped me out Mm-hmm. So, like, on the one hand, I was kind of scared by this movie. Because, like, there are scary parts, like the alligator scene and, like, you know, all that stuff. But on the other hand, there's just something about it that I, like, really gravitated to. And I thought the romance between them was, like, very sincere and very tender. And, uh, yeah, that's just, those are all the thoughts I always had in the back of my head before rewatching it. And yeah. I got to say, rewatching it. I think it's still a pretty cool movie. I mean, it's not without flaws. It definitely looks kind of goofy now, but it's 20 years old, so you can't hold it, you know, to too high of standards. But also in the same breath, it's like very colorful and it's very mm-hmm. imaginative and it's very sweet. It's it's extremely sweet. And uh, dare I say, it's my favorite Peter Pan Uh adaptation I, I i really enjoy it and for many reasons but yeah i'll leave it at that i, I really like this movie i feel like i'm just not like a peter pan girl um 
even like hook kind of like weirds me out like it's still like kind of good i guess but like i don't know there i don't know um like i liked like the aesthetics i guess of like the animated one because like who doesn't um Mm -hmm. And Tinkerbell in that is, like, she's, like, a little asshole, but at least she's, like, cute. In all other ones, she just kind of, like, sucks. Like, she's just, like, mean. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, um, I feel like, I, I just don't like, like, fantasy stuff. I know that sounds like a weird, like, generalization, but I do agree with what you said about, like, the like relationships in it being really like sincere and like heartfelt and stuff um it's very strange to see like essentially what is a romance movie targeted towards kids yeah um where kids are like the main characters um and it's not like weird like it doesn't feel like yeah weird you know like they actually feel like children Mm um and uh okay so I feel like it's, like, a zillennial thing. Like, I didn't have this experience where, like, this Peter Pan was, like, everybody's first crush. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Sumter is the kid's name. Uh, who, and he is very good in this movie. He, he's he's very good. I'd say all the kid performances are quite good yeah. in this movie. Um, yeah, I can't speak to the crush thing just because, you know, I, that wasn't didn't apply to me. But I will say when I thought of, like, Peter Pan in my head like not even just him and his performance but also like the design like the leaf like costume that yeah he's yeah it's yeah. very like engraved in my head uh and it's very like storybook ish yeah yeah and i think that's what i like about like like the entire movie is that it feels like very like fable-esque like uh mm-hmm. it, it feels very like um i mean i like the disney movie i do i and i haven't seen it in a while but mm-hmm. Uh, there is just an extent to it where it, it is just like in the same way that most Disney adaptations are it's half of the adaptation but it's mostly just a Disney movie you mm-hmm. know this one from what I understand I've never read the original like Peter Pan uh, book but from what I understand about it is that this is the most loyal adaptation because they're like the uh, especially like with Jason Isaacs playing Hook and uh, Mr. Darling uh, that is like a direct parallel from the book and apparently, like, everyone, like, making this, like, really wanted to, like, faithfully adapt that. So I can't, like, mm-hmm. speak to that, but that's just what I've read. And from what I get is that, yeah, there's some, like, things here and there, but for the most part, they did a good job at, like, adapting it. Um, but, yeah, to me, it's, like, I think those parallels are, like, really interesting. And, like, uh, like it's, I think Jason Isaacs is, like, fucking fantastic in this movie. He, he is, He's, like, really hot. He's insanely hot. Yeah, he, he's very hot. Like that first, <laughs> the, the first scene where he's like shirtless at the desk, and I'm like, damn. I. <laughs> uh, and they're saying in this movie that Wendy is mother. Um, I think Jason Isaacs is mothering in this movie. <laughs> call him mother. Um, someone called Bo. Uh, because but... <laughs> I'm getting afraid. <laughs> yeah, he um. He, he's really good in this movie. I And I like, like, the dual performance there. There's something, like, really... Especially about this hook, I think there's something, like, really tragic about him. 
and it's mm-hmm. just so sad. Like in other like Peter Pan adaptations, you just he, he like Hook is just like the kind of like you know he gets fucking owned by a kid and it's like funny, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like this and then like, an alligator. Yeah, and then an alligator. Know. And I like that this movie like keeps those elements in place, but like largely there's like genuine nuance behind all of it. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, you know, not to like deep read peter pan 2003 but like you know everything that's established with like how much you know the father sacrifices at the beginning and how he like really never got to live any sort of meaningful or artistic life where he like got to pursue a career he actually wanted and uh he couldn't really enjoy his youth because he became a father so quickly mm-hmm. and then you know you get to neverland and hook is so like both just disgusted by children and also also kind of very envious at the idea of youth and yeah uh i think that's just like so like well played here and also like i think this movie like explores peter's immaturity in a very tender way like it, it's more than just like oh he's like an immature little boy he there's like many scenes but and it goes like to what you're saying about the romance thing where he's he's kind of like longing to like connect with Wendy, but you can tell he just doesn't understand what he's feeling. Like you can see, like that's why I think they both give like very good child performances in this movie. Cause like you can see them both like feel things for each other, but they're like children. So they don't know how to like articulate it or like, you know, do anything meaningful. And it's just so like, I don't know. I just fucking love this movie. Like, it's just so like when I think of like romance, and like everything like this is probably like the most romantic movie i saw at a young age and like the uh the thimble and the kiss like will always i mean it's not like original to this movie but like the way this movie does it will always stick with me forever like yeah yeah i feel like it's difficult for me to be affected by like oh like I'm like longing for like I don't want to grow up which like I guess kind of I don't know but like there's nothing I would want less than to be a child yeah (laughs) like I want to be like 35 and just have my life figured out which it probably won't be at 35 but if I could skip ahead to that and it is worked out that would be the best thing ever. Um, but I can't imagine, like, being stuck as, like, a preteen forever. I think that would be the worst thing that could ever happen to a person. And I really got a feel for him there. Yeah. Yeah, and then, <laughs> I, I think that there's, like, that tragedy of that, too, where it's kind of like, yeah. he got what he wanted, but, like, at what cost? Like, and, um, and without spoiling it, I think that's something that also this new Peter Pan that came out today does really well uh uh, it really explores that theme even deeper um so watch that if you feel compelled but um i've not bought up by disney by the way i just want to clarify i just like david (laughs) um but (laughs) i will say but we wish that we were (laughs) i i would love to be bought by disney please send me the money i will shill we will do disney week Every week, if you pay us. We will become only a Disney podcast if they paid us, honestly. I would do anything for money. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, Not anything. I, I, Kira can take it back, but I won't. I'll do anything. Uh, but I, uh, but no, I, I, I like 
the way this movie explores that uh the whole like kind of dichotomy of you know careful what you wish for kind of stuff and that also kind of um you know it, it, I, I like that peter pan has already been through his character development he's always a character he, he's a character that's already been through the most pivotal thing in his life and wendy has to reflect off of that because she's always the character like trying to pull him away from what he already is mm-hmm. and she's left with just like kind of reconciling with okay i can't really like help him so all i can do is like be myself or like take a lesson away from this and i think that's like a really interesting theme and again it's not original to this movie but i think out of all the adaptations this movie does it the best Mm -hmm. and um i don't know there's just something about it that i like there's just all those themes it's it's very it's they're simple but it's also so romantic and tender and it it, i mean you made a really interesting point about like the whole like it's like a romance for kids but it's not like weird about yeah it's just very like sincere and i like i don't know we don't we don't get shit like this anymore (laughs) like we and we hardly got it then i would say there's also like the thing of like wendy almost like being expected to grow up too fast um like in the beginning she's like already being referred to as like oh like she's gonna be like a wife and she's like 13 or 14 yeah um and then like she's immediately made like the mother of all the children (laughs) and i know that's like a thing in like every peter pan but like it's definitely like just the idea of like girls basically being forced to take on responsibilities way too young in life yeah um and i think that's especially like the oldest child too in a family yeah yeah then like getting to neverland and like kind of having to be in charge of like both her brothers and peter and also like the lost boys and like yeah like it's just like and also like kind of like being in between i know it smells crazy in there like oh my god i (laughs) i yeah that scene where she's like threatening them with medicine especially where they're all like bundled up in that little like coup i'm like oh god ew um but (laughs) um but that yeah very stinky but that but that actually brings me to another point about this movie which uh that like that little scene where they're like in the little base or like the little fortress that they hide Mm -hmm. in oh my god this movie has like sets like it has like actual like production value and like like you can tell that these people or these actors were like physically there which feels Mm -hmm. like such a like low bar but like i'm sorry after seeing fucking like the what, what's the thing called the volume or whatever it's called like in all the marvel movies like that green screen replacement bullshit like, oh, after, like the led yeah like all that bullshit like uh, like after yeah. seeing, after seeing quantumania where like literally not a frame of that movie looked like real for a single second even when they're like walking around outside it didn't look real <laughs> no it's because it's not it's probably like because they're like landscape they shoot it in atlanta and then they like digitized like san diego in the background mm-hmm. um so stupid but uh adam is a marvel hater now um, <laughs> but, um wow. yeah until but, guardians uh, comes out next week hey honey i'm seeing it thursday and i am ready to uh cry over a stupid yeah. raccoon 
Yeah, me too. Um, I know it's going to happen. I know that bitch is dead. Like, he's in too much of the marketing. That's what I'm thinking, though, because, like, he's just going to live at this point, because I feel like they're going to subvert it. Like, because they... You you can't just tell people he's going to die. Like... They're not, though. He's just in every single, like, poster, every single everything. Like, I don't know. He's he's too much at the forefront. That raccoon's dead. Like I'm not kidding. He's my favorite Marvel character. They're introducing a lover for him. Like, he's dead. Like, there's no... (laughs) He's the best. He is more nuanced than anything. Any other character they've introduced in the past, like, ten years. Like, he is... Better Bradley Cooper's vocal performance as that fucking raccoon mm-hmm. is better than like anything. And if they kill yeah. him, I'm I'm done. Like I, I God, I I'm sure James <laughs> will do great, but I'm so sad already. I can't wait for the dog. Yeah. Well when this when this pod comes out I will have a I will have seen it. So uh Oh wait uh, already? Yeah, I'm seeing it this coming Thursday. Oh, so. I'm seeing it next Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll Sorry, see. I have to wait until movies come out. I'm not a film critic. <laughs> I don't get invited to special screenings. How did Angel Mommy see uh, showing up early? Like, what? What? Happened? Okay, we haven't talked about Angel Mommy in a minute on the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the pod, Angel Mommy. <laughs> We're still Angel Mommy stands. She kind of fell off, like meme wise. Um, but a video has surfaced on film Twitter, and I'm sure somebody just, like, paid for a cameo or something, which is a brilliant idea. I don't <laughs> know how we have not done that on the podcast of, like, her being, like, listen to Zelenial Cannon. Stream Zelenial Cannon, yeah. 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 Um, but there's just a clip of her saying, go see Showing Up by Kelly Reichardt. Um, so funny <laughs> well it's funny because like, I girl, like I wish like, I totally thought that like Angel Mommy bought a ticket for showing up and I was like she showed up I well you sh- you sent me that video today and I think I was at work when I watched it and I like out loud like went no way like I went <laughs> like you're kidding oh <laughs> uh, god yeah, I uh, hopefully comes to Orlando this weekend, so I can I can yeah. show up. So we can show up, up. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love when we just get off and somehow get from Peter Pan to Angel Mommy. Um, but uh, yeah, I Rocket Raccoon's probably dying at Angel Mommy uh, support cinema. Yeah. Um, I wonder what Angel Mommy thinks. Listen, her cameo is kind of cheap. We'll talk. Uh, how much is it? Forty five. <laughs> Listen, I'll, we can do 2250. We'll discuss. We'll discuss. I... <laughs> Just to get a video of her saying, listen to Zillennial Canon. I would straight up change the theme song and like remix that into the theme song. We love Angel Mommy, okay? We do. We, do. we used to talk about her all the time. I, st- I just like... talk to myself like i'm in the car and i'm like talking about angel mommy to myself um she, where is cool. the news and the media <laughs> <laughs> i love her she's great um yeah let's do it uh <laughs> um but uh but yeah i don't know but oh yeah but sets real sets that's how we got there um the scene that i like very uh, specifically thought about that in is the scene where they're like trying to hang the brothers and mm-hmm. uh, Peter Pan like comes in and oh my god like it's like where did I even start like the set of like the moat is mm-hmm. beautiful 
but also like the way they light that scene where it's like dark but you can perfectly see everything mm-hmm. it's just like uh like i was watching it today and i was like oh they don't fucking do this anymore because it looks so good you can tell it's all real mm-hmm. when they're like fighting you're like yep they're actually doing it and like it's it's just cool like i'm like I, i'm like flabbergasted by the idea that like Bro the is shit. flabbergasted. I am flabbergasted by Peter <laughs> that Pan. picture of Spider Man with like the popcorn. <laughs> Bro is flabbergasted. Bro is um, flabbergasted. <laughs> I am flabbergasted by this movie. Um, no, just simply in the sense that like it looks as good as it does. Um, mm-hmm. dated VFX notwithstanding, but that's not the movie's fault. Um, you know, it's just aging. That's whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, oh my god, like there's just so many sequences that look like absolutely stunning in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, especially, like, that scene also, like, when they're in the, like, forest at dusk and um, uh, where they're, like, kind of, like, revealing their feelings to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh, my God. Like, it just the, looks like, like Pandora World of Avatar. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like, it's just, like, and it, like, adds to the emotion of it. Um, mm-hmm. And, by the way, the score for this movie, like, the doo-doo-doo, like, yeah stop playing like it's it's so good (laughs) i speaking of uh the production design and everything of it all um so you brought up that part of the crew Uh, worked on moulin rouge and that tracks like so hard because this is the most whimsical ass movie i've ever seen in my life um to the point of it being a little bit too whimsical at points for myself um parts of it kind of reminded me of like the little elves in uh the santa claus when they say don't worry we're the good guys that's kind of like what some of the children the children's performances felt like to me um it just felt a little bit too like i don't i don't love whimsy you know like i don't love like fantasy and like do you want to do you want to talk about that kira like uh... (laughs) kira said it on pod guys she does not like (laughs) I don't love whimsy like (laughs) I don't know what to tell you like the most whimsical thing that I like is probably like I don't know Moulin Rouge maybe yeah probably (laughs) which is funny because I don't like Moulin Rouge but the whimsical parts of that kind of give me like secondhand embarrassment a little bit like whimsy just kind of like like it's yeah. it's like kind of like grating to me. Like I can't right. even think of like something that like wh- like whimsical that actually like fills me with like joy. Like yeah. Moulin Rouge is like fun to watch because it is like so, it's operating at such a high level of intensity that it just feels like being punched in the face repeatedly. Um, imagine watching that in 4DX. Oh my god. Moulin Rouge, I would kill myself. <laughs> I I. Like, actually. Let me look up whimsical movies and see what comes up and see if I like any of them. Whimsical <clears throat> movies. Is, I didn't realize whimsical. Not licorice pizza coming up. Um, uh, <laughs> White noise. I mean. <laughs> kind of, actually. Um, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Walter oh Mitty is whimsical. God. Yeah, that's true. That fucking travel ad. That's a good oh. Wes Anderson, like, yeah. Wait, this is like number ten when you <laughs> Peter Pan two thousand three is like the tenth movie that comes up when you look up 
popular whimsical movies. Not even one, two, three, four, five. It's the sixth movie that comes up, or seven or something. I'm seeing Hugo um, uh, from Martin Scorsese. Yeah, it's which pretty is good. Oh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Listen, that movie sucks. <laughs> uh, that movie is. I, all due respect to Sam Raimi, I love you, but that movie. I guess like Tim Burton's pretty whimsical. Yeah, I like uh, most Tim Burton stuff, even stuff that like people didn't really like. I like uh, my favorite Tim Burton movie is Big Fish. I really like Big Fish. I actually haven't seen that, and I know I would like it. That's pretty whimsical. You um, like it a lot. It's well, it's also just like very like heartfelt. Like it's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, so good in that movie. Labyrinth, pretty whimsical. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kira's just doing an endurance test of whimsical. It uh, really dip- like I like the majority, the majority of the movies that are listed here. So I mean, I guess sometimes whimsy is fine, but there's yeah. just so much of like we're gonna go on a big adventure and like that I can take like I you know <laughs> there's only so much I can take yeah I um yeah I don't know I uh I I I don't really give it I mean I, I'm kind of here or there with whimsy like I mm-hmm. I could give or take it like I uh I, I don't seek out whimsical movies but if a movie mm-hmm. is like well dosaged with whimsy mm-hmm. like and i think this movie i mean i don't disagree that like there are parts where it's kind of like okay well, like stop uh but that's also just like peter pan in general to me yeah where it's kind of like if if you well, like toned it all the way down like i just, i don't think it would be like peter pan at that point when um, i think of peter pan i think of on a disney dvd when it goes here we go that just sums up the whimsy of peter pan you know yeah you know what i'm talking about just yeah no i know what you're talking about yeah that one clip right before disney's fast play yeah yeah the cbd is enhanced with disney's (laughs) play your select your movie and a selection of bonus features will begin automatically yeah um (laughs) i i uh i i think whimsy is fine if done well and this movie i think balances like whimsy with like kind of a uh, kind of an edge dare i say uh because mm-hmm. there is like violence in this movie and there's like a darkness to it that i like again like i said earlier i, I have always been drawn to this movie because of its darkness and it's more like mature themes mm-hmm. uh, i think even as a kid even though i liked the disney movie and i liked return to neverland um there's always a part of me as a kid that like even if i didn't fully understand like why something was more mature or like Mm -hmm. whatever it was trying to say i like at least appreciated it even if i didn't understand it so like i like gravitated towards it Mm -hmm. um this is a movie that i don't think my like I don't think my, like, mom or anybody, like, ever saw this movie with me. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just a movie that, like, they handed to me and they were, like, watch this <laughs> while we, like, work. And I, like, yeah. did, you know. Because uh, I don't remember, like, if I show this to my mom, I don't think she'd remember it, you know, because I have, like, no recollection of her watching it. I don't think my grandparents ever watched it with me. 
Um, I don't remember watching with any friends. So, like, this is just, like, a solo Adam movie. Like, I don't remember having a shared experience with this movie with anybody. It just appears in your life at some point. Yeah, like, it, it's funny. Cause, like, <laughs> and the thing is, it's not even one of those millennial movies where, like, like, if you talked about it with, like, some people, they would get it. But it's not broad enough that, like, any of your friends, like, because, you know, like, with, like, a Pixar movie or, like, Shrek. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone has seen those movies. Even, like, Robots or some bullshit. Like, The Night at the Museum. Like, you know, shit like that. Like, those are, like, slightly less popular than Pixar, but, like, most people you talk to have seen those movies, right? Mm-hmm. This is, like, probably, like, a 60-40, mm-hmm. you know, of, like, having seen it, having not. Like, I don't know. I, uh, I, I think, I, I'm curious, like, how people feel about it in retrospect because i didn't really read the letterboxd reviews of this movie uh, everyone I, that i'm following seems to have given it a pretty high rating yeah in the past few years okay. so and like i feel like it's just the kind of thing that like i saw it on tumblr a lot and like i said like mm-hmm. i feel like whenever twitter prompts come up that are like even like now like i didn't see him brought up now but, like, there's a Twitter prompt right now that's, like, without saying your age, like, say who your first celebrity crush was to, like, show, like, how old you are. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like, what celebrity was around when you were a kid that was, like, your first crush. It's, like, honey, my first crush was Christopher Plummer ripping a Nazi flag in half and Indiana Jones, like, beating the shit out of, like... Yeah. <laughs> like I'm apparently 57 years old, but, um, yeah, I feel like people always bring up this, this kid and that's like when the conversation starts again about Peter Pan. Right. I don't know. (laughs) I'm looking at his like Wikipedia now. Uh, so like the only movie, oh God, he's in Soul Surfer. Um, Oh, we got to watch that. Oh my God. For Athletic April. Okay. But like, well, April's (laughs) over. I, (laughs) girl. Maybe next girl April can go on as long as we want it to. That's true. Um, yeah, I. It's funny. Um, no, I was like looking at his like filmography because I was like, was he like in another Zillennial movie? And he, I mean, unless I'm like just blanking on some of these movies, I haven't seen any of this shit like, like at all. Um, like I don't even, I haven't even heard of most of these movies. Hmm. Um, I'm looking at his like. TV credits too. Yeah, just like guest appearances like on CSI and ER. Like this everybody's kid... been on CSI and ER though. Um, but that being said, like he won like uh let's see. What did what 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 awards did he win for this movie? A he Saturn Award. A Saturn Award, a uh, Young Artist Award, uh IMTA, uh whatever. International Modeling and Talent. Uh he won in 2000. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, sure. He's he, he's quite good in this movie, and um, I mean, I I can understand, I guess. Like, wait, him and Wendy like dated when they were like teenagers filming this. That's actually so cute. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, wh- do I know her from anything, or is she just? Because it doesn't seem like she's been in a lot. Since no, since. really nothing. These are all just other than like Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's just kind of, like... Do you think that's also part of, like, why this movie kind of... I I wouldn't say, like, evaporated 
into the background, but like I feel like there's like a there's like a precedent for like certain movies where we grew up with them and if their actors continued or like the child actors continued to be in other things they would be part of like a filmography discussion like josh mm-hmm. hutcherson you know went to do hunger games but he like i, I don't know first thought is bridge to terabithia you know like i think bridge yeah. to terabithia is like kind of iconic not just because it's a good movie but because like him and uh what's her name anna sophia rob right Mm -hmm. uh like those are like actors with like a very like clear as a lineal trajectory of a career Mm -hmm. that you can like track but like these i mean other than jeremy sumter apparently being a cutie and like being a crush for like people or kids like when we were younger there's no like career trajectory to keep up with like neither uh for her or for the uh actress that plays wendy or any of the kids for that matter like none of them really went on to do much um yeah apparently the girl that played or tiger lily carson gray uh, apparently she's like a musician i think but mm. uh art no she's a yeah a musician and artist right now so that's that's nice yeah i feel like in british movies it's usually like that where British people are kind of like, or like British actors, they're a lot more like classically, like, okay, so I ran into this issue, not necessarily, I mean, kind of an issue, when uh, Mike Myers Movie Club became Hugh Grant Movie Club, because so much of his filmography is just like classic British literature adaptations and it's just like the same British actors in like every single thing like if you look into like any British actors filmography there's like a Shakespeare like three classic literary adaptations like it's just like I don't know for some reason like British British cinema be like that but um yeah I just feel like uh in like British movies it's usually just there's not really like star power you know what I mean other than like like I said like Jason Isaacs like it's I don't know yeah I think um wait has what's his name uh Hugh Grant ever done Captain because he would fucking kill Hugh Grant no he um, would do so imagine Hugh Grant as Captain Hook Bob Hoskins played Smee, though. Okay. Like, I'm watching all of Bob Hoskins' filmography right now. We watched Hook for that, and he played Smee. I haven't watched Hook in um, a long time. I, I, I saw Hook, I remember, when, very distinctly, I, I can tell you the exact day of my life that I watched Hook. <laughs> it was on the last day of second grade, for some reason. Mm-hmm. And they just had it on, like. Mm-hmm. As like the movie in the room, why they picked it's Hook. a wacky one. I remember as a kid liking it because I remember like it. Be- doesn't it begin with like he's like a dad, and he- this is completely going off second grade last year of school memories. By the way, never rewatched it, but he's a dad, and aren't they like at a play or something? And the kid like misbehaves or something, and he like scolds him before bed, and something like I don't know. I watched it, like, recently, and I don't even remember. (laughs) Okay. I think I'm just... I don't know. I I remember, like, Robin Williams, like, kind of, like, scolds the kid. He's kind of a hard-ass. And then, for some reason, he gets back to Neverland. I don't remember why. 
and I, I do Julia remember Roberts like that. Dustin, yeah, and then oh yeah, right, and then Dustin Hoffman uh, yeah. is Hook. Um, the only not hot Hook, other than like the animated one. Listen, he can he can get it. All right. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, did you read that story about like Julia Roberts uh, and Spielberg like on set of that movie? Yes. What was I it? I think it was something about like her um, her wedding getting called off mid production, and yeah. she got like. I mean, I, I from what I read, uh, she was so like devastated by that, and like I guess like you know, valid uh, yeah. that she like kind of like halted production, and it became like a financial nightmare. Yeah. And like Spielberg was like on one hand like kind of sympathetic, but like on the other hand like what the fuck are we doing? Like, yeah, yeah. like, cause we're like, we need to shoot the movie. Yeah. Um, and apparently like it cost them like a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I, I watched like an interview where, uh, they were like, so would you work with Julia again? And it's mm-hmm. like, next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'd rewatch that one day. Cause I, I'm kind of curious how it holds up. Um, uh, I don't know if I would for the pod. I'll be yeah. honest. I mean, it's old. It's it's like I think that's like past. This isn't like '93 or something. I think it's pretty zillennial. I just really don't feel like watching it again. It's just really long, from what it's, I remember. I don't think it's zillennial. It's it's like way past our time. I feel like. Mm. I mean, maybe I mean, I'm wrong. We did about Jurassic that. Park. Yeah, but that's like different. I mm. Hook is like te- technically okay. like a financial bomb. Like yeah. You know, it's only like remembered because it's like Spielberg, but like Peter it's not, Pan's really do be. I I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say Hook has any like kind of like cultural significance really, mm-hmm. uh, and that's coming from some of the like I think I like the movie from what I remember, um, but yeah, and either neither does this to be fair. Like I don't think this really has much of a cultural impact. I just think it's a good movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is a shame because I, like I said, I think this is the best Peter Pan movie. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was watching an interview earlier with Jason Isaacs because uh, he was. I just like Googled or I, I YouTube searched because uh, I do this like for every movie that we watch. I'm like, oh, are there like any interesting videos about this movie before the pod? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the only, not many people had talked about this movie. There's just like Fandango movie clips of the movie. Mm-hmm. But the only interesting thing I found was like, uh. One, I think I thought it was kind of funny. I saw like a lot of like YouTube reactors reacting to this movie in like 2020 during the pandemic. And I was like, I was like, that's like funny that this movie became like that, <laughs> like something to yeah. react to like 20 years later. Um, but uh, but I found a Jason Isaacs uh, interview about this movie where he he talked about it for like 10 minutes straight. Uh, uh, just this uh this guy was like interviewing him. I don't know what he was interviewing him for, but it was like an excerpt from a larger interview. And Jason Isaacs was basically talking about like how making it um, y- like the universal execs would like come to set like every week. And they mm-hmm. would like whisper in his ear. They're like, you're never going to fly coach again because after this movie, your career is going to take off in ways you'd never expect. <laughs> and he was like, Oh shit. Okay. And uh, then the movie like bombed financially and mm-hmm. he was like, he said, this movie is a great learning lesson for me because it's like, no matter like what studio execs tell you, they're going to spend way too much money on it and market it the wrong way. And yeah. 
that way you just he said with that you just have to be like satisfied that you are like artistically fulfilled and not like worry about it being commercial success because he was like i he's like i think that this movie is like brilliant and i think that there's a lot of like really interesting directorial choices here and it's Mm -hmm. interesting to me that like because he was like he he, like pointed to the interviewer he was like it's good that like you brought it up because that just shows like there's like reverence for it and that we did a good job even though the box office didn't like reflect that but um he he mentioned that like this movie had like a test screening in like summer 2003 and apparently like it tested like so high for universal that that's why they like pitted against like lord of the rings and all that shit but he was like uh jason Isaacs was like that was just like the wrong choice clearly yeah. like it was just like two fantasy things like up against each other i yeah. also think like sometimes it could be like not an awful thing to do something like that like i mean well, i'm not like a ceo but it's also like when showtime sell out for like avatar it's like yeah. you're gonna have to go see something else because not everybody like buys movie tickets in advance well, <laughs> you know what boots, i mean boots and boots i think benefited from, from that like this past yeah. year yeah um but uh, no, i don't think that's always a bad thing I, I actually i don't even think the um lord of the rings uh thing in particular was the killer i think it was the combination of like well, it's also, like, it's a fantasy movie. Like, there's definitely, like, a Venn diagram where these two yeah. audiences overlap. I like, absolutely. On the one hand, there is, like, an overlap with the fantasy, with Lord of the Rings. But on the other hand, it is a family movie. And the family overlap was already taken with, uh, okay, Cheaper by the Dozen, mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion, Cat in the Hat, Elf, and Looney Tunes Back in Action. All in the same time frame. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. That that the fact that this movie opened against all those movies, like Elf was a huge hit in 2003. You know, Cat in the Hat, decent success, right? Uh, Haunted Mansion, I believe, did pretty well at the box office. Cheaper by the Dozen, for some reason, was like incredibly well received. Um, so like, you know, all these movies came out like right around like the three week like threshold of this movie. And so, like, the family audience went to other movies, and the fantasy audience went to other movies. So this movie was just kind of, like, left with, like, the scraps. Uh, yeah. Which is, like, I, I feel like, I don't know when I would have placed this movie. Like, I think maybe, like, a spring 2004 or something. Because uh, then it would have at least, like, a window. But this was before, like, studios realized that you could release movie like, big movies in times that weren't summer or winter. Because I was, like, looking at, like, the 2004 schedule before we recorded it. And I'm, like, they really, like, just, like, filled, like, like uh, spring and fall with, like, horror and rom-coms. Like, yeah. you would be hard-pressed to find a big-budget movie anywhere outside the summer or winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, like, I don't think this was necessarily an issue back then. I think it's definitely more so an issue now in that... There's not really a lot of family movies anymore, and I simply think that is because it is so expensive to go to the movies with more than, like, two people. Yeah. So it just feels, like, almost, like... Yeah. Not worth it, you know? Like, I mean, like, when I have a family, I'll absolutely be bringing them to the movies. I think that's, like, absolutely worth every penny. Yeah. But that's not the case for a lot of people and it's absolutely like 
literally i can't imagine like because like i go see every movie on amc a list like yeah it would be probably like for a family of four it'd probably be like over 60 dollars to go to the movies just to oh movie. yeah i mean if you're not going to like a matinee i mean tickets are like yeah and that's like excluding like concessions where like you know kids want to baby fuck baby wants popcorn baby like, wants popcorn yeah. baby wants gummy worms baby wants skittles uh fruit gummy you know <laughs> singular fruit gummy um i uh yeah i mean the other day when i went to the movies i um God, i forgot what we what me and victoria saw uh, oh yeah we saw are you there got to speak margaret and i like mm-hmm. threw down a concessions i got like a large popcorn i got a nacho i got a large drink like i was ready to go um and i was like but then it came to like uh, i think like 29 dollars i think mm-hmm. and i was like jesus christ like i like i could literally go to applebee's yeah it's insane um and you know i get that they have to like make their money back some way but that that is a good point that like to the average moviegoer isn't really worth it and i think that's also kind of why like you're seeing like marvel movies kind of not not tank so to speak but they're kind of like doing a little bit less business than they used to because they're not really worth the same amount that they used to be Mm. and stuff like mario where it feels like i mean i'm not sitting here and saying like Mario's a masterpiece although i think it's a pretty good and fun movie mm-hmm. um it, it's exceptionally targeted to everybody it, yeah. it's a movie that I, I think it's actually pretty impressive how satisfying it is to most people i think and um that's a movie that i think it's gonna break all those barriers because it's a movie that doesn't really hold you to any pre-existing lore it doesn't ask a lot out of the audience it just like kind of welcomes with open arms and i think that's also why like top gun did so well last year well like even though it's a sequel to an 80s movie you didn't really have to see the original top gun to that movie yeah. you know what i mean like it was that movie did so well because like anyone could go see it and it was like the event of the summer like movies have to be events but now with no baggage accompanying mm-hmm. it they have to be like open arms to people and I think that's why, like, I, I I don't know what is coming out this year that's like that, but like, um, Barbie. but you get my Barbie. I think is going to do really well for that reason. Um, I, I think Barbie's going to do really tremendous. Um, I don't know. Everything else, I'm just kind of questioning. I'm like, uh, like, is Indiana Jones going to even do good? I mean, it'll do like yeah. good, but like, is it going to do like? Yeah, great? it will. Yeah, it's going to sweep. Because, like, I swear, every time I see Sweep the, trailer, the box office, sweep uh, all awards, sweep my heart. Every time I see the trailer play in theaters, like, someone, like, makes a comment about, like, how old he is. Okay, yeah, every single person's going to say that, but they're going to go see the movie. <laughs> Listen, like, I, I, can't, I can't wait for the movie. I think James People are Mangle... like, that guy's so fucking old, like, he can't even run. It's like, okay, but you're still going to pay to go see it, so, like... You want to see if he's going to be able to run. You're going to pay. Like I, okay, like don't get me wrong. I can't wait for the movie. I think James Mangold's a very good director, and I mm-hmm. like. I mean, obviously, I love Indiana Jones in general. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm all there for it. But I do question audience interest in the franchise still. But I, I hope it does great, and I hope it is great. Um, for my sake. For your sake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> not us tracking the box office on Selenio Cannon. Um, you know what we need? 
we just need a fourth Austin Powers. Like, I that would fix. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think... would bring back movie theaters. Like they thought that Top Gun yeah. would do it. No, I think that Austin Powers four would bring us all together and fix movie theaters and the box office and everything. It would bring everybody together. I really need that uh that that Jennifer Lawrence comedy to do really well oh yeah this that's gonna heal the world yeah because like if it's i mean it looks funny i i laugh every yeah. time i see the trailer but if it's like good and it does well you're gonna like the same way you're seeing like a revitalization of horror right now you're gonna see like an uptick with like studio comedies making their way back as if it's like 2013 again there's a few coming out this year though well i know but i yeah. want to get back to like 2013 2014 where like every month there was a heavy hitter r-rated comedy you know what i mean like seth rogan yeah. had three movies a year like i want to get back to that like that's the america I yeah you know? like oh my like, god so like long story short like when we were doing mike Myers movie club we weren't able to find the only thing that we were not able to find was the 2008 mtv movie awards that he hosted and we found it recently and we watched it like two weeks ago Literally, like, Seth Rogen would be nominated for, like, three movies in the same category. He was up for Knocked Up, he was up for Super Bad, and he was up for um, Pineapple Express, not Pineapple, wait, yeah, Pineapple Express. Like, it was, like, and then, like, Michael Sarah was, which, like, I know that Juno doesn't really count as, like, a big studio comedy. Michael Sarah was up for awards for both Super Bad and Juno. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. all in the same year. Yeah. We need that. Yeah. I, I was going <laughs> to say, I really think, if you, want, if you want to talk about, like, franchise comedies, I'm telling you, there's one that I think would genuinely make $100 million domestically opening weekend. What? 23 Jump Street. It would... I was just talking make, about this with Sean the other day. It would make <laughs> so much money. It's not even fucking funny. And I get I that Jonah Hill's, like, yeah, he he has his He's shit. And, now, yeah. yeah, I get it. Like, um, but and also like Lord and Miller moved on. Like, I get it. I understand. But Sony, Jonah, Channing, Lord and Miller, listen, I'm telling you, if you want to save cinema, <laughs> make a third Jump Street. Like, fucking make it, and you will. I I genuinely. It's like a money printing machine. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think it could be like the first ever studio comedy to make a billion dollars. Like mm-hmm. it could, it has potential <laughs> because it is like, maybe I'm like projecting my feelings onto that franchise, but like, no, the second one made so much money, right? It made so much money. Oh yeah. Wait, so the Channing Tatum email, the Sony email leak when he's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> <In all> caps. <laughs> that came up on my timeline the other day, actually. <laughs> Did you see the one where um apparently uh Seth Rogen's office at Sony just reeked of weed and like Amy Pascal yeah. was like complaining about it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see the really sad one of Rooney Mara asking when they would when they would make another girl with the dragon tattoo movie? Wasn't it like Pascal going like I don't know what to tell her at this point? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of that's like me emailing Amy Pascal and he's I kinda like, I don't like I kind of want to like go through those and read them tonight before sleep. It's like that Mr. Krabs and it's like how do we how do we tell him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um yeah, so I guess Do you think this movie would make money if it came out today? I don't think it would make $1. I don't 
no offense to this movie, but yeah, no, it's it's not about the movie itself. It's about like the market. I think I'm trying to pinpoint like a perfect year for this movie. Um, I might raise you like a 20. Oh, I got you. Let's go 2012 because that's like peak Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And if this movie came out like when we were all on Tumblr, yeah. Yeah, I think it could have carried. At least it would have been like marginally better received. Yeah. Um yeah, that's my that's my pick. 2012 is when this movie Well, came. Oh, one thing that we haven't discussed, which I really think that we should cover this movie. It might have come out too late, but the movie Pan. Oh, I never it's 2015. I never even saw it. I never saw it either. But I've that, seen clips <laughs> of uh some it, music in that. Yeah, I, I know Hugh Jackman does uh, It Smells Like Teen Spirit, and I know, uh, isn't there, um, oh god, isn't there more? There's, like, there's more, right? There's, I like, other... So, yeah. Okay. Um, That's crazy, isn't that movie? That song is in Moulin Rouge, also. Yeah. That's so, um, that's such a, what the fuck? Yeah, I never, I never saw that movie. What is going on? I remember, like, that, I think that was, like, in my senior year of high school that came out, and I remember, yeah. like, thinking, like, the trailers were, like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because um, I, I remember, it's Joe Wright who did, like, Hannah and, like, Anna Karenina and Atone yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, pretty very, decent very, director. Very yeah. good director. Uh, and I yeah. remember thinking, like, uh, you know, everyone involved with it, I was, like, uh, okay, hell yeah. And then I just mm-hmm. never saw it. I, like, just, yeah. I think it came out on my birthday, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and I just never saw it. Like, I... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, weird movie that I haven't seen, but it's just like the vibe of it's like weird to me. Yeah. I was thinking about it today because I was thinking about all the Peter Pan movies and I was like, that's the one. But also, isn't it like a prequel? Like you see like how Hook like lost his hand or whatever. I don't know. Because I think he, so, probably, because it's like darker, you know. Well, Hugh Jackman, I, I always thought he played Hook, but apparently he doesn't. He plays Blackbeard in it. Uh, Garrett Hedlund from Tron Legacy plays Hook, but like before when him and Peter are friends mm-hmm. before he becomes like Captain Hook mm-hmm. uh, so like I, I don't know much about this movie I haven't seen it, but like from what I've read about it it's like very weird uh, yeah I, I, I don't think I'm going to watch it but I, <laughs> it is interesting at the very least yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's like uh the like steampunk version of this movie it's like a grittier like you know i don't know dark whimsy yeah i well i remember like getting the press invite for it like way back when and it was like at 10 a.m on a saturday and i'm like no (laughs) no (laughs) no. i (laughs) not me waking up at 10 a.m on a saturday for pan pan i remember um like the, the puns of it, it got panned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember in the poster, his arm was like really long. Do you remember that? I remember that on Ready Player One. With like his I leg. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think it was a thing in the pan poster too, though. Let me see. Long ass arm. Yeah. But, like, speaking of movie marketing, this movie had, like, exceptionally good marketing. At least to me. Because I, I feel like on the, especially like on the Jurassic Park podcast and, like, um, definitely in Cloverfield, like, we've always, like, hyped up, like, 
um, I guess JJ kind of like coined the term like mystery box. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say like mystery box, but I like when there's like a shroud of mystery of as to like what the visual presentation of the movie would be, what mm-hmm. like characters look like. And I just remember like all the trailers and teasers and posters for this movie, they did not show like fully any of the characters. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you had to like be left with the imagination of like what does Hook like fully look like? You know what I mean? Like what does the alligator look like? Like what do all these like like what is like you only see like brief shots of Neverland in the trailer and like the poster like it's just like Peter Pan from like behind you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I just remember like I don't know what movie I had because like um I remember like having a DVD for a movie. And the trailer for this would play before that movie on the DVD. But I just remember, like, the teaser. Like, I'd like I'd keep, like, rewinding to that teaser. I feel like I remember that, too. I I wonder I what it was on. I, I think, and I, I don't know if this is true, but maybe Daddy Daycare. Because that was another Sony movie that came out earlier that summer. Mm. Um, but I don't know what else it would be. But that's that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Maybe. Uh, maybe even a DreamWorks movie. I think maybe Shrek. Maybe. No, I feel like that was earlier, no? Oh, no, Shrek was 2001. I was thinking 2002. Yeah. Um, what was 2002? Like, did, did they have, did DreamWorks have, like, a... No, I don't know. Never mind. I, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it was, like, 2002 or, like, early 2003, that was either Sony or Universal, that mm-hmm. had the trailer for Peter Pan on it. I saw the trailer a billion times on that DVD. Mm-hmm. I, I'm leaning towards Daddy Daycare. I think that was it. Because that was like a movie that came out like on DVD probably like August of 2003. So you had like that four to five month window of like, yeah. just like putting the teaser on that DVD. Um, and yeah, I watched the shit out of that trailer so much. And that's like, that was the fucking viral marketing back in the day. Like you put that shit on like DVD. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, what DVD trailers? Like, yeah. like that shit, like especially like from Blockbuster. Yeah, you were like, like yeah. my mom would or always, like the TVs in Blockbuster also. Oh my god, yeah, those, yeah, 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 those, uh, those, those like, uh, Hollywood Video Blockbuster trailer TVs. Like, yeah, I yeah. God, I forgot about that shit. You know, yeah. I was it's funny. I was talking to my manager, uh, today, and he told me, uh, because he's like in his thirties, I think, uh, late thirties, mm. and he was telling me today that his first job was working at a Hollywood Video. And he was, like, kind of, like, telling me, like, the rundown of, like, all the movies. And, like, how he, like, with his physical media collection now, he, like, mm-hmm. still organizes it the same way. He was taught to do it there. That's funny. He was, like, you go franchise order and then alphabetical. And yeah. then if there's any TV shows you own, you do that last. Like, <laughs> 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 and <laughs> which I, I think that's funny. Um, yeah. But, uh. But yeah, no, this is definitely, I definitely, like, walked into, like, a Hollywood video or a blockbuster at, at some point and saw the, like, on the TV, the teaser mm-hmm. for this. By yeah. the way, um, I looked up the pan poster. Uh, he does have a very long arm in it, but I remembered that uh, Rooney Mara played Tiger Lily. Yeah, I... And I remember that being talked about on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh I did see that. Hey. Um, I, at least in this movie they cast like indigenous actors as like 
Tiger Lily and the indigenous characters. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I will give them that. Yeah, I um, and that is also something about the. I mean, you would hope that the new one uh, would, but yes, the new one does that as well. So that's nice. Um, uh, yeah, no, that I forgot that about Rooney Mara. That's 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 a that's weird. Is that why that's, she didn't get a uh, girl with a dragon tattoo? <laughs> yeah, that's specifically why. Yeah, um, maybe Pascal canceled her. She was also like a fully grown woman by then, like. Oh, she was like 30. Why was she playing a child in a prequel? Yeah. (laughs) A prequel. Yeah, I don't know. Of a child character. Hey, I, I'm not going to defend her on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess, uh, Peter Pantelos in three stays one A is her point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Superior Peter Pan, I guess. We'll see next week or when this comes out. There will be a new Peter Pan movie out. Um, I would, I mean, personally, I still rank this superior, even though I liked Peter Pan and Wendy. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I will say, I'll, I'll say it one more time. I, I think that movie is worth a watch, especially if you're getting the, the Peter Pan itch, uh, so to speak, mm-hmm. after listening to us. Uh, I think it's good. Um, yeah. Last thing I'll say real quick, one of the lost boys in this movie is George McKay, that dude from 1917. Uh, the one who like runs in the battlefield. Uh, 1917 went in one ear and out the other, in one eye and out the other. You it's know, it's a great movie. But just, wait a minute, no, I'm thinking of Dunkirk. I didn't even see 1917. Yeah, well, he's the lead of 1917, and he's one of the lost boys in this, which I think is funny. Uh, so that's 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 fun. Um, mm-hmm. Curly, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> they all have like weird names. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, overall, I still like this movie. I think it holds up. It's very romantic. It's very sweet. I like the colors, especially at the end where he's like, mm-hmm. he's dying. When and she kissed like, his face. Yeah, and then they, like it's all pink and purple, and he gets like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. But like also like, he gets so hyped up from the kiss that he just like, oh, man, it's good. Yeah, this movie's good. Watch it if you haven't watched it already, guys. It's worth a rewatch. And don't spend money on it like Kira did, because it's on freebie. Yeah, but this movie also bombed at the box office, so you gotta make up for that deficit. You know, Jason three ninety nine on YouTube. Jason Isaacs uh, thanks you, Kira. He, yeah. <laughs> um, he can thank me. Yeah. Um, Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. I apologize to everyone that this was not another athletic movie. Although he does hop and jump a lot. So yeah, there's maybe- a lot of there's some archery involved. So sword I, fighting. I, it's I pretty athletic. It I think it counts, yeah. So it goes to our British and Athletic Month. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I call it a win. I call it a yeah. win. Yeah. All right. Is that it, I think? Uh, I think so. <laughs> All right. You guys can follow me uh, going to uh, Sleepy Land after this. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at... <laughs> yeah, you like that one? Uh, <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> club sleep uh what is it your favorite meme uh i'm going to club bed featuring dj pillow and mc blanky yeah um i'm going to uh <laughs> i'm going to sleepy land featuring uh captain uh captain <laughs> blanky and uh uh peter pillow uh i don't know I... pillow pan, <laughs> pillow pan. <laughs> uh you guys can follow me 
on uh, Sleepy Time at, at <laughs> underscore not Sandler and uh, my other podcast, Guess of the Okay, which I host with Joey. And um, yeah, yeah, we'll be back. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna be back next week. I guess that's a good time to point that out. Uh, no, no new episode next week. Wait, but, us? Yeah, us, right? No, the week after. I thought it was the first week of May. Second. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> no new episode. The second week of May. Oh, that's stupid. Okay, never mind. <laughs> don't don't come to me for info, because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I was going to convince Kira before we recorded that Michael Sarah's and Kelly Reichardt started one and so on. Don't fucking listen to me about anything. Clearly. <laughs> Just fucking stupid. Here, where can people fucking find you? <laughs> on Twitter at garlic emoji. You can follow you can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon, on Instagram at the Zillennial Canon. Give us some ratings, some reviews, and uh, Michael Sarah is not in Kelly Reichardt's certain women. Apparently, news to me. Uh, donate to our McChicken fund so that we can buy a cameo from. <laughs> Angel Mommy. <laughs> I'd like to thank Angel Mommy for existing. That's, that's my that's my Bernie Sanders. I forget about. Um. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>